consider a case. A case like no other has grabbed your attention of the word in a way that is unexplainable. Hello and welcome to Vanished. I'm your awesome host, Rebecca, and today's topic is on the Gabby Patel case. And how it ignites conversation about missing white woman syndrome. Joining me today are my co-hosts, Joshua, Lauren, and Zach. Let me allow them to introduce themselves. Hey guys. Hola, soy Lauren. What's up? So before we dig deeper, Rebecca, could, could you explain what the definition of missing white woman syndrome is? Of course. Missing white woman syndrome is a term used by social scientists and media communicators to refer to the media coverage of missing person case involving young white upper middle class women or girls compared to the alleged relative lack of attention towards missing women who are not white and have lower social classes. While we're on this topic, it leads me to a case, Gabby Petito. At this point, if you don't know about her case, where have you been living? Gabby Petito is a 22-year-old, what is she, a road blogger who will record for a living. Her and her fiance, Brian, decided to go on a road trip, which led to something else. She went missing September well, sorry, where did she go missing exactly? Because I'm reading something. It says she was reported September 11th. So she went missing August. Hello? Does anyone know when she went missing? Um, I think it was in August. August. Pretty sure. Why did they put down one, two, four, seven? Hmm. I apologize. That was my fault this time. I was trying to make sure I get that part in because I don't want people to be like, who is Gabby Potato since we're talking about her. I'm, so, I'm trying to figure out why she went missing. I'm so sorry. Okay. Her family lost contact with her at the end of August, but she was reported missing in September. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, actually, she was reported missing on September 11th. September okay. 11th, right. Yeah, yeah. So okay. she went missing. Okay. Our family lost contact. Once she was declared missing, September 11th. But she was declared. All right, let's do it. I'm sorry. We can do this part. Okay, let's let's redo that part. I apologize. All right. Okay. <clears throat> she was all over, or should I just do that part and we can just edit it? It's up to you because it's still at the beginning, so it don't matter. Let's just start over. I apologize, everyone. That was my fault this time. I was not prepared. Alrighty, I'm starting now. The Gabby Petito case, a case like no other, has grabbed the attention of the word in a way that is unexplainable. Hello, and welcome to Vanished. I am your awesome host, Rebecca. And today's topic is on the Gabby Petito case and how it ignites conversation about missing white woman syndrome. Joining me today are my co-hosts, Joshua, Lauren, and Zach. Let me allow them to introduce themselves. Hey, guys. Hi, I'm Lauren. What's up? So before we dig deeper, Rebecca, could you explain what the definition of my w missing white woman syndrome is? 
of course. Missy White Woman Syndrome is a term used by social scientists and media commentators to refer to the media coverage of missing person case involving young white upper middle class women or girls compared to the alleged relative lack of attention towards missing women who are not white and have lower social class. While we are on this topic, let me to a case, Gabby Potato case. If you don't know about her case, where have you been living? Under a rock? Um, a little bit about Gabby Potato case. She is a 22 years old content creator who was reported missing September 11th while she was on a, was supposedly be on a road trip with her fiance, Brian. And blah, 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 her case got a lot of people talking, such as CNN, Fox News, Buzzfeed, ABC News, CBS News, USA Today, and Washington Post, which all had online evidence of her case. Joshua? So the Gabby Petito case, while popular on the internet, has also caused outrage by many people. Seriously, why would someone go missing cause outrage? The reason is simple. It's missing white women syndrome. So take the Sabina Nessa case as an example for this outrage. Sabina Nessa was a woman of color who lived in London. On September 17th, she went to see a friend at a pub, but she went missing. She was found the next evening, but was tragically found dead in a pub under a pile of leaves. When her body was found, little information was given by police about how she was murdered or what the possible reasons for her murder were. The suspect, Kochi Salamaj, pleaded not guilty for the murder of Sabina Ness. Not much is known about this suspect other than that he used to be a pizza delivery driver and is from the town of Eastbourne. So what kind of coverage did this receive in the British media at the time? It surprisingly received very little coverage. This case, despite being an example of a cruel act of violence against a woman, received little attention from British news sources. A Twitter user even pointed out a newspaper listing that had the Nessa case on page 25. Another user who was a journalist wrote that it's quite astounding that the Sabina Nessa moto is not dominating the news, end quote. This is a huge contrast to other similar British cases, such as the Sarah Everard case, which involved a London woman being murdered by a police officer during a walk home. The Everard case was at the front of British news, but the victim was a white woman. Just like with the Petito case, the media talked excessively about a woman because she was white. Another example of missing white women syndrome is the case of Silvana Arnaud and Ramona Moore. On March 3rd, 2003, at 2.30 p.m., 44-year-old Silvana Arnaud, a Caucasian rare book dealer, left her family's apartment building in New York on the Upper East Side to walk her father's carpet spaniel, Ben. She was supposed to pick up her father from the airport at 5 p.m., but never arrived. Around 10 p.m., her husband started to worry and called the police. At 10.30 p.m., the police arrived at the apartment and took a missing person report from her husband, along with recent pictures of her. At least two dozen officers were assigned to the search. The police tracking dogs were used to track their scent as well as BIMS. On March 5th, the New York Times reported that the police department crime stoppers crawled up and down New York Avenue looking for her and trolling for tips. Local news outlets began to pick up the story and many other articles began to be published about her. Daily, the New York Times reported on the case for a week straight. By April, People's Magazine posted an article about it.
while we are while we are on the one one or more case, can you tell us a little bit more about her case, Lauren? Yeah, get this. Less than a month later, 35-year-old Ramona Moore went missing. Ramona Moore is from Ghana. She immigrated with her parents to New York City and settled in East Flatbush section of Brooklyn. On April 24th, at around 7.30 p.m., she left home and met her friend. Then, at 9 o'clock p.m., she left her friend to eat at Burger King. Apparently, she never reached the restaurant and was never seen or heard from again. The next day, her mother reported her missing, but police declined to open the case, saying that maybe she was out with her friends. However, her mother protested, saying that she knows her daughter has it, and started to post her own photos and flyers in their neighborhood. Patrick Patterson, Ramona's uncle, stated, they handled the dog better than my niece. Damn, that's honestly kind of crazy. Like, they had a whole team of police looking for a dog, but they wouldn't even take up the case of a missing person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dog people, am I right? Okay, anyway, the New York Times claimed that the police had not alerted them. On the other hand, her mother, Ellie Carmichael, reached out to different news outlets, but no reporter showed interest in the story. The only reason why her daughter's story got any news coverage was after she filed a lawsuit against the NYPD. Sadly, both of the women were found deceased. However, her mother claims that if Ramona Moore got just an inch of the coverage that Aronoff got, she would have been found alive. Even though both of these cases happened in the same state in a span of less than a month, it can be claimed that Savlona Aronoff got more attention because she was white and richer than Ramona Moore. So throughout the podcast, we have explored uh, several cases of violent crimes that were very similar in their intensity and severity. Something not similar among these cases, however, is the media attention received. This fact, unfortunately, is not surprising. People of color who are victims of crimes consistently receive disproportionately less media attention than white victims of similar violent crimes. In the Petito case we discussed earlier, her case was received widespread national media attention and solicited a mass grassroots effort to assist search efforts. Petito was found in Wyoming, and according to the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Task Force, 710 indigenous people went missing in the state between 2011 and 2020. Damn, really? Yeah, and none of these people received even a fraction of the media attention that Ms. Petito received. And only recently did their plight become known to the national public as a collective when media outlets pointed to this fact following Petito's disappearance and the media coverage that followed. This isn't to say that Petito's case is not important uh, or that her life doesn't have value or that her family doesn't deserve justice. All these things are true. The point here is that media attention surrounding the case was likely influenced by her race and socioeconomic status. The fact is that the media loves covering crimes that victimize wealthy, attractive, and white victims. That's not to say that, that people not fitting this profile don't receive media attention, um, but this demographic does receive disproportionate attention. So take, for example, the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey came from a wealthy, well-respected white family in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, Ramsey's murder spawned years of national media frenzy and a sprawling investigation by local and state law enforcement. Over 1,600 persons of interest were combed through and $2 million were spent on the investigation by Boulder Police and the District Attorney's Office. This disproportionate attention in media coverage favoring white victims is well documented. It has been reported that while 53 to 54 percent of missing children are white, over three-fourths of media coverage of missing children was given to white children. 
These biases are very important as they often lead to people of color receiving far fewer resources in their cases than white victims do. It feels like we have been talking for hours, but in reality, it will only be a few minutes. I know that it's a lot of information to grab, so I am grateful for those who are still listening to us at this moment. Thank you so much. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and show lights on our missing white woman syndrome. It's a topic that is not heard, heard or talked about enough. We hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. And if you hear about or see any of these people, please do not hesitate to call Crime Stoppers. Sharon Crawford, Deleuze, Maria, Alvarez, Joseph, Taylor, and Sonia Talks. Check out our website for more information. This has been Vanished, and thank you for listening.